This was a Brain Freeze podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Tess, a.k.a. Tess. You can call me Mary Tess. You can call me Tess. Just don't call me Mary and don't call me late for dinner. I'll be your host on this here podcast. So whether you're new here, old here, or got lost and just wound up here, welcome. This podcast reviews and explores the fabulous realm of all things comic books. So uh, I know what some of you are thinking, so please allow me to explain. For anyone new here, I made an announcement in December that OCD would no longer be producing shows. Uh, Very sad time for me. I had just come off of a 30-day horror comic book podcasting marathon in October that was incredibly fun, with incredibly fun people. Um, And I had plenty of OCD plans in store for the year, like 2021 was like, almost booked dudes like it, I was it, I had stuff um however I got a call the day after Halloween the day after the last day of the marathon from work to come back after five months of furlough so for those of you who know me you know that I work in VFX post-production it is a very intense job that requires all of my attention and focus uh so no if I if I were in the swing of things at work I would have kept OCD going but after months of no work a pandemic looming over our heads and other personal things that I needed to just go go through uh the show cannot go on so sadly i needed to end the beloved podcast uh of which was a very hard decision but i had to focus on my mental health um but i do want to say that i apologize if any of you felt like i left out of the blue with no explanation ocd has always had such amazing support from just incredible people so i sincerely apologize for leaving anyone you know out of the blue uh i had to take care of myself guys so i didn't want to produce a show that was that wasn't genuine that's just that's just not how it rolls so thank you to those who reach out with who reached out with love it meant the whole freaking world to me um this show owns a chunk of my heart and that's all thanks to you out there truly truly thank you uh i didn't know if i'd be coming back to ocd but then but then well, Disney magic. I got a little spark of inspiration when I had the idea to watch all of the Marvel movies in timeline order. Um, and you know what? There's actually a side story to that story. Back in January or February, I had an idea for a Marvel movie marathon in March where I was just going to review each Marvel movie. The timeline was divided into like four chunks and I'd review it with four of, my, four of my good pals. Shout out to Pete, Chelsea, Emily, and Dean for scheduling an intense chunk of time to review those movies with me. We didn't record anything, but we did book full, full weekends to review like six movies at a time. It was going to be crazy and fun and awesome. And just, gosh, I'm just so grateful to have such nerdy, fun friends. They're just, they were just down, all of them. They, I think they all got back to me within like the hour of texting them. Everybody just was happy about that. So... That's uh, also why I was sad about leaving OCD too, because I was looking forward to that. But anyway, fast forward to canceling OCD and not thinking I'd ever come back. Uh, I was about halfway into the Marvel movie marathon I was just watching on my own with no intention when I got the idea to review them all with my pal Dean. And as always, Dean is just down. (laughs) He's just always down for whatever I got. So love the guy. I'm so glad he's here today. So before I introduce my good pal, some of you may be like, so is, is OCD back? And you know what? I think so, friends. I think so. Uh, I need a little bit to get back in the swing of things. So for now, I'm thinking it'll be like once a month, maybe the last Wednesday of the month, something like that. Uh, that may increase to twice a month. Who knows? Because I just love y'all and I just, I love being here. So it may increase sooner than later. But give me a sec to get my feet underneath me first. Uh, yeah. 
That's all I ask. Uh, I, I really want to review the upcoming Marvel awesomeness so you can thank Marvel all around for inspiring me to get back to my beloved OCD. And now, without further ado, hailing all the way from Canada, from the Talking Back podcast, he is my fellow Gryffindor <clears throat> at heart. You know him. You can't help but love him. He is Dean. What's up, Dean? What's up, Tess? I am so pumped to be here. Oh, my goodness. That was a that was a great speech to open the show. I'm a huge fan of OCD. So that is exciting well. news to me. Um, I did not know. Uh, I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm very excited to be here. Very excited to be on this episode. Love the MCU. I can understand that halfway through those movies, you'd be like, I got to talk about these, <laughs> right? I get yeah. it. And I'm yeah, I'm just ready to go here. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so, so glad you're here. It's, it's too perfect that you're the, you're the welcome back, part of the welcome back crew kind of thing for OCD. It's, it's perfect. I love it. Um, well, you're a big Marvel fan yourself, my friend. I am. Big Marvel fan. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Yeah, it was, um, these, these movies um, are kind of what got me into comics, which is, uh, it seems like it might be kind of backwards, but that's the way it worked for me. I wasn't really into comics until I saw like the Avengers movie. And then I was like, I got to figure out about all these people. I got to figure out about all these heroes. So that's what I dove like headfirst into comics. So I, I owe a lot to these movies. These movies mean a lot to me. Um, you know, seen them all multiple times and just one of my favorite franchises. That's awesome, dude. That's freaking right. And, and I can 100% understand that. Um, it's just, it's got that Disney magic and we'll get, we'll get heated right up here at the front. Uh, all right. Marvel versus DC. Look, I wouldn't have to really, really go into it, but I was a DC person when it comes to comics before the little hiatus here. I really, really was. And I would say that on OCD all the time. I'd be like, ah, D- DC comics. I'm, you know, I got Harley Quinn, got my Ivy, got my badass women. Then I come on over to Marvel, of which I've watched all of these in the theater before. Like every anytime they came out, I always watched them through the years, but I've never watched them in timeline order. And it always frustrated me because I'd watch the new one and I'd be like, shit, what was that guy? Like he did a thing and I, for, I can't remember. So I'm glad that I went in timeline order. And so now being all the way at the end of this, like I've never had a series of movies make me cry as much as Marvel does. It's just, yeah. it's all heart. Especially when you get to Endgame. I think Endgame is so perfect at paying off um, that devotion to the to the franchise. Yes. If you watch it all in order and you get to Endgame, there is no way you won't cry at least five times in that movie. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's all there for you and it's just it's just rewarding you for being a huge fan. Yeah, that is the perfect way to say that. That is like the reward movie of the whole yeah. thing. And you're like, I'm so glad I was here for all of this. That person, that person. Oh, it was great. I was like crying, not just like silent tears. And John was, John Babe was too. I'll call him out. He was. We were like, oh my God. And then we'd pause and explain why we love them so much. Like crying, like they were real people. Like they get to you because all of these people are like the way that Marvel builds the movies around these characters. It's just so genuine and full of heart it's like they they mean it they want you to know why they are like this way or why they reacted this way they they put you in their shoes and in that they reach out to such a big audience in the world because the these characters are like just vast you know for sure yeah and that actually brings it right back to i think the marvel dc 
um, debate you you opened with that like you see the Batman poster on my wall right now like I'm a huge Batman fan Batman's my guy um, yeah. but Marvel as a whole movies and comics uh, it's just there's no comparison for me Mar- it is Marvel over DC um, even though I love that one character so much there's just yeah, so right. much more for me um, that I connect with in Marvel yeah okay okay hey that's that's I I believe yeah I agree like shit it's good shit it's like it's these movies are just pure art you and i were talking about it as i was watching it and i would be like okay i'm at this one now and you'd be like cool yeah because i texted you about this like a month or so ago and i was like i'm gonna eventually get there and i'd keep you know updating you and you were like yes and i was like hey man it's taking a little bit longer and you were like take your time this this thing is a piece of art yeah totally right don't want to rush through it. You got to take your time with every movie. Every movie is meaningful. Every movie needs to be where it is. Um, I was doing the same thing. I was watching. I needed more time as well because I was watching through them with you. So <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I wanted to take my time as well. It's uh, just, and there's a lot to get through. There's, I think we got oh 23 gosh. movies, right? We're going to be talking about yes. 23 movies somehow. <laughs> 23. Yeah, we're going to do it. I tried to, I, I gave us like five or six questions and uh, to kind of focus on just yeah. our faves and stuff. And I feel like we could definitely go from there. We're talkers. We got stuff to say. For sure. Especially about For these. Sure. Yes. Can I ask though, are, are you watching WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, uh, episodes? Yes. Yeah. I've watched both, uh, both those series. What'd you think? Oh, I love them. I think it they're absolutely fantastic. I loved WandaVision, thought it was so creative. Um, a lot of, I saw a lot of criticism out the gate for the first couple episodes, um, and I just did not feel that at all. Like, those first couple episodes were kind of my favorite ones where I didn't know what was going on, but I could see what they were doing. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I just absolutely loved that mystery of that show. Loved those two characters in the first place and they just didn't get a lot uh from the movies so Mm -hmm. i love that we get to dig into them um and they get to play those characters a little more um and then falcon winter soldier just tremendous show oh yeah that was great Uh, i love that i watched wandavision before starting this marathon and Mm. so going into it when she popped up i was like oh i know why she hates stark and it's kind of totally valid, you know, oh, yeah, in her yeah. kid eyes. Like, what? Whoa. Definitely. Oh. And we'll, we'll probably get into it, but um, Falcon Winter Soldier, like, Bucky Barnes, I never really got that guy. You know, I was always kind of like, sure. is he even awake in the takes? Like, I, I feel like he doesn't have Whoa. a lot of emotion to bring to the character. And then after that show, he's incredible. He's incredible in that show. I was, I'm so on board with him. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. See, they like they know they know how to extend and properly build a universe. They just have such a strong. I think that's why we love them. They have such a strong foundation, an unflailing yeah. 12 story building that's not going to even blow in the wind. Like it's just so well built the yeah. whole thing. Right. All right. Well, let's dig into why we love it so freaking much. Dean, are you ready? I'm so ready. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so I got five questions here. And if you want to pop on with questions, please do, my friend. My first question is, which Marvel movie surprised you the most? Okay, so I warned you beforehand that I have multiple answers to almost all of these questions. So Bring it on. Bring I'll it bring on. it on here. Um, the one that surprised me the most on first watch, on going to the theater, um, is definitely Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I didn't know anything about any of those characters. I sort of did a 
before the movie did a quick search on on comics they were in they're not in a lot of comics um so going into that movie i had no idea really what to expect they were going to space you know something that they just hadn't done yet in the universe and mm -hmm. i think that movie is such a turning point for the franchise like it, it just it gets so much bigger. It gets so much more exciting. It's got life like injected into it. It's a different style of movie. We haven't really got anything like it up to that point. And I got so excited leaving that theater. Like I bought the soundtrack immediately. I mean, it, it's, it's awesome soundtrack. Um, that is just <laughs> yeah. one of, and it became one of my favorite movies. Like it was my top at the time after some other movies came out, it, uh, they surpassed it. But even on the rewatch, rewatching through all of them, you get to Guardians of the Galaxy, at least for me, and I just get excited. Like as soon as that opening scene's going, I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I 100% agree with you, dude. Like that one, it's totally the turning point of Marvel. Marvel was like, oh man, we can be like funnier. Like we can yes. really, you know, like colorful. -er. <laughs> yeah, totally. I that That's a really good point. Like everyone's like, they're so serious, you know, like Tony Stark is funny guy, but like there's a lot of serious stuff going on. And Guardians mm -hmm. is just like, it's laid back, you know, it's it's casual, it's fun. Uh, it I, I just love it. I love throwing that movie on. It visually looks incredible. Uh, yeah, that one is the one in the theaters that really shocked me. And I, I wasn't, I'm never like the person who was like falling off. Like at, at those point, I think at that point there was fans who were not getting as excited um, for the movies as they were just pumping out more and more. Um, I right. was I was never really one of those fans. I was always kind of excited about the the next Marvel movie. Um, mm -hmm. But this one just, you know, kind of blew me, blew me out of the water. Yeah, it's a good one. I have to say the Guardians of the Galaxy is the one that I'll just put on in the background at home if we want to have like pump up jams for like the morning, you know? Oh, yeah. It's good Great stuff. soundtrack on that one. It just, yeah. oh, it gets you excited. <laughs> every time you're like oh my god this song is good <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> the old songs taser face uh, it's so metaphorical good. oh so good <laughs> oh so man even what Dion, movie dude? surprised you I'll, before i do my other one because i have multiple answers well, okay i was waiting for more okay all right all right so i actually have two so we'll go we'll okay right, awesome. that'll be our thing uh, so actually this round, I did not pay attention to it in the beginning when I watched it in the theater, but uh, because I didn't care, it was like some of the, okay, look, so I think that, oh my gosh, what's the, um, the main agency called? S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, anything to do with like S.H.I.E.L.D. or like militaristic things, like I just don't have any interest in that. I can't follow that. I don't know why. It's just kind of boring to me. I'm the um, same. But this really really yeah, in the same shield and hydra don't really care don't care yeah <laughs> nick fury and maria hill that's all i got yeah <laughs> that's all you need um so anyway yeah uh and uh, this round when i was really paying attention because i knew that i was at that point in this part of my journey i knew that i was going to do this episode um i was i was really paying attention and taking notes captain america winter soldier that surprised me. Cool. Actually, yeah, I loved it. I thought it had a great plot. I thought that it was had wonderful characters. I thought it continued to show the true heart of Steve Rogers and how he would not hurt his buddy Bucky. Like, yeah. that was incredible. Yeah, I really like Steve Rogers. I like his character. Um, mm -hmm. And I 
do like how his character just stays in that movie, just like stays on the side of his friend. It just really shows mm-hmm. you, yeah, what his character is about. I still get a little lost in the Shield Hydra stuff, but that is a movie where they they also start to shift kind of the tone um, slightly because yeah. it's it's a little bit more of a spy movie than it is just like this superhero movie. So yeah, that's it. I, I like that one. It's interesting tone shift in the in the series yes yeah and it, i think that i think that because like we were mentioning earlier like marvel has such an amazing foundation i think it's because they tie these wires up for us in movies like this you know i felt like yeah. a lot of loose ends were tied a lot of questions you might have had in your head were tied up like it just kind of brought everything together and plus this was the third time you're seeing captain america once is on his own and then once is with the avengers and one in the other and then this one is like what is he doing on a saturday randomly <laughs> you know yeah totally in the yeah. day in the life kind of thing which is yeah cool. and i think yeah. even though i'm not into the shield and hydra stuff so much i think that that movie um pulls it off successfully, like sort of gives you the story um, in a way that fits into that movie and fits into the whole universe where I think a movie like Iron Man 2 that's trying to pull it off, um, it doesn't feel like it quite fits in that movie. Like I kind of forget the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff in that movie and whenever I watch it again and it pops on the screen, I'm like, oh wait, yeah, they're trying to set up like (laughs) S.H.I.E.L.D. here because we don't really know about it at this point. So it feels forced there where in Captain America Winter Soldier, I think it fits perfectly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what's your second one? What's your second favorite movie that surprised so you? So my second one that surprised me was it surprised me when I did the watch through of them all when I had when I had them all and I was chronolog- chronologically watching through them all, um, and it was Iron Man three. And <gasps> me too. No me way. Me too. Yes. 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 Okay, go go. That is a why. movie that in the okay. So this is setting me up going to it in theaters. It's mm-hmm. the movie that came out, I believe right after Avengers. So Avengers got me really pumped into reading comics, you know, got to read about all these characters. And now I become like the friend in my group of friends that knows everything about comics because I'm the one that reads the comics, right? So everyone's asking me about what's this Iron Man 3 movie going to be? Who's the Mandarin? Like, what's all, tell me everything. So I did all this research, (laughs) looked into it and I was like, okay, it's going to be awesome. Mandarin's a big foe of Iron Man, like one of the biggest. And then, you know, we get to that movie and, you know, spoilers, obviously, for that movie, it's it's a little bit of a red herring. He's It's not yeah. the Mandarin. He's just an actor, um, which I think is now I think is fantastic. But right. at the time, yeah. I was like, oh, man, like now my friends are going to think I'm stupid because I was pumping <laughs> up this guy. And so I came out of the theater of that movie and I was a little bit disappointed. I felt like, oh, no, like I don't think that was exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, and then I never watched it again. And oh, on this watch You're mad through, at it, dude. <laughs> yeah, on this watch through, I was like, this is one of my favorite Marvel movies. I love oh. this movie. It's such a great ending of a trilogy where Tony has to figure out how to be a hero without the suit. He mm-hmm. Tony Stark has to be the hero, not Iron Man. And it is so perfect. He's so smart in the movie. He's using his smarts for himself to be a hero, not just he built a suit, gets in it, and the suit does the work. Um, love it. Love Iron Man 3. Yes, yes. It gets to the heart of Tony Stark. It's like he just he goes from what is he what is his whole thing that he rolls out in the beginning? Playboy something millionaire. He's yeah, yeah. Uh philanthropist. Philanthropist, yeah. Yeah. And it was like he was able to cross off 
the playboy part in this movie because he was really asking to commit because Tony Stark is never in the first movies he was never a man to commit to anything to yeah. an idea to a whatever to you know anybody around him he didn't trust very much he was very good in solitude um, and he preferred it because he had been burned so many times uh, by his family or friends or whatever. Um, and so at this point, Pepper's like, yo, bro, like I'm sorry, not bro, dude, babe, yo, babe, uh, I am not freaking leaving. Um, I'm your boo. I don't want to be yeah. your boo forever, but I need to know that you want to be my boo too. Basically is yeah. what happened. In that awesome. Movie. Yeah. And all the suits were cool too. <laughs> all the suits are cool. And I love that yeah. he is so obsessed with making all those suits. And then at the end, he blows them all up. Um, mm -hmm. I just thought it was such a it's such an amazing end for me to that trilogy that I kind of don't want him to be Iron Man after that. Like it, oh, he, it's still like yeah. obviously he's leads the franchise and he's still going to be um, in movies. But like he gets his the, the, the arc reactor taken out of his chest. He doesn't need it anymore. Um, but mm -hmm. he still kind of wears it later on in the movies just so he can still be a superhero. Um, I just yeah. I love that. That ending of just like, I don't need this anymore. I'm the hero. I don't need this thing in my chest. It's not the hero I am. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it, it's so perfect for me. Even just the visuals in that movie, like where he's dragging his suit around. You know, it like broke mm -hmm. when he crashed in the in the snow and he's just, it, he's dragging it around and it looks so cool. It looks like he's actually like, the suit is weight, you know, for him and he's having to carry it with him and until he can leave it behind and be the hero on his own and go out and make his own gadgets and just be Tony Stark. Um, he's yeah. never going to be Iron Man if he can't be the hero Tony Stark. Dude, that's a great observation. It's totally right there in front of us. It's, yeah. it's so symbolic. Absolutely. And that crash scene, he meets the kid and it's almost like he's meeting his younger self and he's able to, totally. you know, I love that kid. That was I a great love, kid. Oh, I love that kid. I love him, yeah. his interactions with the kid. He's so like kind of mean to him, but they're definitely best friends. Like it's yeah. just, <laughs> it's this great dynamic between the two. I love it so much. All the scenes are so funny. They're so great. Yes, it's awesome. I could go on. I'm like, oh, and then Pepper at the end just becomes this like, oh. badass and just. Great. So great. Yeah, it's actually, so great. I, a point I really, really like about the end Um because she gets the extremis uh, stuff in her. So she's like, people are blowing up um, from that. So, you know, she's kind of worried. But at the mm -hmm. beginning of the movie, Tony just solved the equation that he needed to on the back of a napkin and then like left. Mm -hmm. And that was brought up earlier that still nobody was able to understand what he wrote down and understand what he solved. So they needed to bring him in to try to uh, get this extremis um, under control. And so mm -hmm. at the end, she's like, what are we going to do? Like, I have this extremist. And he's like, oh, I figured it out. Like, when I was drunk 13 years ago, it'll be fine. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Tony Stark yeah. is the smartest person. Someone can have yeah. his answer in front of them for 10 years, 13 years, and they still can't get it. They still can't figure it out, but he will know it. Like, he's so smart, and it plays into what he's allowed to do or what he's able to do later on, like in Endgame. Um, where he's able to figure out time travel. I totally buy it. I'm just like, yes, yeah. of course. He is the smartest man in the world. He can definitely figure it out. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like, I would love to be an intern for him just to, like, oh, watch yeah. him work, watch yeah. his mind work, you know? Yes. Oh, love it. I love Iron Man 3. So good. That is awesome. Did you have any more, Dean? No, that was what it. Was I it? only had two. Okay. I've only brought two, yeah. <laughs> okay. I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank like... you for checking. <laughs> And my 10th favorite uh, surprise yeah. movie is... <laughs> no, 
<laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I love them all. I love all yeah. the movies. I could make up reasons for all of them. <laughs> why they surprised me. There are 23 movies. I have a I have a ranking because I love ranking things. I don't Ooh, like yeah. assigning like numbers to things, um, but I love to order them. I, I find that a lot easier than saying like, oh, this movie is a five out of 10. I don't really like doing that. Um, but uh, yeah, so I have a ranking and I kind of love them all. Like it, it may be the <laughs> one right at the bottom I don't really like, but everything else, like even the one second from the bottom, I'm like, it's a good movie. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. You're like, I'm not mad at it. It's just exactly. Not yeah. I'm not mad at it. It just other. wasn't the best. I'll watch um, it and I'll like it. Well, can I know what your number one is right now? My number one is Endgame. It just, oh yeah, it is. Sure. It, it kind of, for me, it has to be, um, it just, yeah, it pays off everything. It pays off all of my love. And so I just, yeah. when it's on, I just love the movie from start to finish. I think it's so smart. I think they, with Infinity War, which is my number two, um, mm-hmm. with Infinity War, <laughs> I think they got themselves basically yeah. cornered. They cornered themselves into, there's no way that this end game is going to be able to pay off or to like right the wrongs without it seeming like they're just doing comic book stuff of like, oh, people are dead, but now they're back. And mm-hmm. they were able to pull it off. And I, I mean, we can talk about it if we get to it later. But like that movie is just so smart to me. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, it gives me everything I want. And it's so clever. I feel like we're going to keep referring back to Endgame through this whole thing. Yeah. So we're like, I feel like we're going to break down Endgame. And it's because like you're saying, it's so well put together and we're yeah. able to break it down. It's like. Uh, yes yes i could go on as well but i feel like it's gonna pop up again yeah you're right it's it's kind of like everything we mention then has something in endgame that makes it that's what like makes it even better which is a great final movie if you're gonna make all the other movies better yes exactly oh okay i'm gonna move on to my number two question let's do it which is okay you ready for this yeah i'm gonna start i'm gonna start the opposite from what i sent you what's your favorite villain yo okay um, so my favorite villain, I have a few written down. I'm trying to make a decision, um, but okay. I'll just throw out Thanos right away. Um, just okay. because I, I, I love Infinity War and love Endgame. Infinity War is Thanos's movie. Like he is the hero of the movie. I mean, like mm-hmm. he, he's obviously not a hero, but that's his movie. He sets out at the beginning of the movie and he has a goal and he accomplishes it at the end. He's mm-hmm. the only one that succeeds in that movie. Um, <laughs> and I think... He's a great villain. Like I, what makes a great villain to me, um, which is it's been said many times before, but it's a villain who thinks they're doing the right thing. You know, it's not a villain who's just trying to destroy to destroy. It's it's a villain that thinks they're doing the right thing, and I think Thanos obviously does. He thinks that if he can wipe half the population out, then the rest of the half will succeed and thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I think he's. I think all his little speeches that he does are just. I, I'm into them. He's so charming. Um, and yeah. he's, he, he gets like, he gets into fight scenes himself. You know, some of the, some of the bosses or bad guys or villains uh, don't really do anything. They just have everyone that does the fighting for them. And right. uh, yeah, he, he gets right in it, fights all the, all the best heroes. Yeah. I think I got, I got to say Thanos if I had to say one. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. He's the, he's his like CEO of his own Etsy shop. Like he's yeah. doing the work. He's packing totally. the things. He's shipping everything. He has little to no help. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And actually he tries throughout. 
um, the whole franchise to get other people to do it for him. Like in yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's trying to get Ronin to get him the stone. And then at That's some right. point in one of the post credit scenes, I don't know which one it is, He's like, all right, fine, I'll do it myself. And he, that's when he puts on the gauntlet and then he goes out to do it himself. So he's tried. He's mm-hmm. tried to get people to do it for him and uh, it has not worked. So he's like, all right, fine, I'll get all the stones myself. I'll be great at it. And then I'll, I'll wipe out half the population. Yeah, I've got a great idea. Got, I was I've like, got, what? I've got an idea. Yeah, how did he come <laughs> up with this idea? I've got a great idea. Yes, I need shorter lines at Disneyland. So I'm going to wipe out half the people. That's basically it, right? <laughs> he wants shorter yeah. lines at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> guys, we can solve this if you guys want to. Show. No, don't solve that. Don't blip anybody. It's terrible. But yes, you're so right. Like Thanos, he gets stuff done. And even when he's at that moment of, and you know what? I, I thought of this. Here we go. End game again. Yeah. When he is in his little cottage hut thing in that peaceful place. Yeah. Movies don't really show what happens when a bad guy wins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually right away. It turns around and the good guy comes in, fixes it. Da, 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 da. This guy has a retirement plan and he's just going out, you know, being chill and him as a chill person, I was like, I wouldn't mind him as a neighbor. Yeah. He seems nice. <laughs> totally. Yeah, he'll right? grab you some of those melons that he was grabbing. Yeah. <laughs> Cut those up for you, make a soup. I think he was making a soup or something. Um, yeah. He seemed, he seemed nice. I like that he did what he wanted to do. And then mm-hmm. he destroyed the stones because he's done. Hmm. He's, yeah. He didn't get, he didn't get uh, power hungry after that. He's like, I did it and I'm done now. So let's get rid of these. Uh, so I, so when I say Thanos, I do mean that Thanos. I don't mean the other one who is, I mean, he's the same one, but the Mm -hmm. one that travels (laughs) forward in time. Oh, yes. To, to have, be in the fight at the end of Endgame, that guy, fuck him. He is horrible. And I think Mm -hmm. the movie, again, is just really smart doing that where I think we kind of like Thanos after Infinity War because it's his movie. And so they're like, okay, but we need everyone to hate him. So like, let's just bring one forward in time who wants to kill everyone and start over. Yes. And you know what? I think that the big turning point that was Infinity in Infinity War that we didn't get to see from the second Thanos that you're the the other dimensional Thanos is that that Thanos, the one that you're not liking, he didn't go through the trauma of actually finding all the stones. And also he didn't go through the trauma of pushing his own daughter over a cliff. Very true. Yeah. So he's mean. (laughs) That's no, that's a really good point because even at the end of Infinity War, um, he gets a moment. After he snaps his fingers, he gets that moment where he's, I don't know where he is, you know, he's in some sort of dream state or something, but he sees Gamora, who he killed, and she's, you know, a little girl, and she said, did you do it? You know, did you do it, Daddy? And he's like, I did. And she said, what does it cost? And he said, it cost everything. And it's that moment where it's like, this actually means a lot to him. Like, he is really sad that he had to do that, but for his... What he had in mind to make the world a better place in his mind, he had to do that and it cost him everything. And now he's just a sad man who lives on a farm. You know, he's just a chill dude now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing with Marvel that you don't really see anywhere else and nothing's popping up in my brain where they show, you know, I was going to say violence is in the eye of the beholder. Like what is like what is um, acceptable violence for someone who's trying to do something where they think is right. And they show that in Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
Yeah. Um, very clearly, they show that in Definitely. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Like, you are like, I don't hate the bad guy because I sympathize, but I should hate him. But damn you, Disney. Like, for sure. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. The, it's that there's no. Uh, absolute right and absolute wrong like everybody had shit happen to them everyone's got their reason for why they're doing something and it's just you know how they deal with it but everyone's got their reason so I like that these villains that you can understand why they're doing it you know it's it's not necessarily the right call to make but you get it yes yes exactly um, I'm gonna throw out my favorite villain yes. because it's a stark contrast. Stark. There's no pun intended. I meant it. The real world word. A stark contrast. It is Senor Loki. He has always been my favorite. Yeah. First of all, love the shimmering green. Wonderful. Um, but he's also like, he's just that little turd that you're yeah. just like. I don't hate you, but you're freaking rude <laughs> you're gonna kill me but i'm your brother but you love me later and what i'm so confused but i love you you know what i mean you can't quit he's, him kind of a thing yeah you totally that's it yeah he's so fantastic he's so charming i mean he's so handsome like you just want to see yeah. that guy on screen all the time every time he pops up on the screen i'm like yes great i like yeah. this scene he's he's such a perfect villain uh, it shouldn't work that he just always tricks everybody all the time but he's the god of mischief so it does work and every time it works like every time i think it's because he's so charismatic every time he wins me over and then you know he does something and you're like oh man i thought this time he was gonna be good and that's what all the characters think too they're like oh yeah this time he's gonna be good yeah he's so fantastic but they paint him perfectly where that every time you see him again, you're like, oh, I'll give you another chance, buddy. It's okay. Yeah. You know, you yeah. forgive him pretty much right away. <laughs> Definitely. And like even like Marvel having to work like for their MCU to have to work with these characters and have to work with like the Avengers who aren't really like they're not really the A-list characters in the comics. It's it's like right. Spider-Man and X-Men. Those are sort of the the A-list heroes um you got the avengers you have loki who's in a thor movie and then that's the villain who's going to be in your avengers movie it doesn't make sense on paper but (laughs) it was so fantastic like he was the perfect villain to have in the avengers it was i loved every moment he was on screen and every time someone was you know going to fight him or thor was yelling at him or they were trying to figure out what he was going to do when he's locked in the cage and or when he's locked on the helicarrier and he has a plan yeah it's also great it just it just builds his character up i think loki is a fantastic answer to uh to favorite (laughs) villain for sure i'm so stoked for his show are you oh yes definitely it, yeah. That show's it looks probably going to trick me. I'm probably going to think he's good on that show, and then he's probably not going to be. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's good at he's a good liar, god of mischief. What did you ex- hello people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I once uh, had a it was just like a basically a comic book blog with some friends, and I never really got you know a ton of hits on stuff that I wrote, but mm-hmm. one of my articles that I wrote was. I think I called it, there's something about Loki. And it was basically <gasps> trying to dig into why everybody loves Loki. And that nice. 
article like surpassed like 10 times 20 times anything else i had ever written in hits and it's like well that makes sense you know right there just looking at the hits it makes sense that everybody's clicking on that everyone wants to know about loki (laughs) everybody's confused why do i love him i shouldn't kind of thing definitely not one of my best written things like probably probably pretty bad going back and reading it but had the most hits because everyone loves loki that's amazing yeah so is your other villain is it loki it's or... not actually. I didn't put oh. Loki. I should. I mean, I <laughs> so I have a list of four here, and he's on it. But if, okay. I, if I was going to do one more, okay, um, it's sort of a different vibe than all of this, and it's Vulture from uh, Spider-Man: oh. Homecoming. Yes, and it might just be because it's Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton <laughs> is so fantastic. Mm-hmm. The scene where he's in the car driving um, his daughter to the prom where maybe not the prom, but yeah, I think it might, might've been, might've been um, graduation, something like that. And Peter Mm -hmm. Parker's in the back seat. He reminds you in that moment. I don't know why, but he reminds you in that moment that Peter Parker's a kid. He's a teenager. And I kind of forget that when I'm watching the movie, because he's doing such amazing things. And then when that happens, when that scene happens, you're like, oh yeah, this is a kid. And he should be very afraid of this man right now. Not a good guy. No. Ugh. He's throughout the whole thing. He's and, and he's one of those characters where Marvel goes, yes, but. And the reason why he acts like this yeah. is because he was screwed over, you know, kind of a thing. Definitely. And, yeah. I he's he brings something to that role that is. I don't really, it's it's kind of, I'm trying to compare it to Loki and Thanos, and it's very different. It's very different than both those, I think, but it's another person that I just love seeing on the screen. Like, it it might just be because it's Keaton, and I love Keaton, I love Batman, so it might just yeah. be that, but there's something to him. There's something about that character that I love. And you know what? Both of your villains have such similarities where they have such wavering personalities and they can love yes. so much and believe in their idea and their reason so much right. that you love them for it in a yeah. weird, not maybe not weird, just in a way, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They both have yeah. uh, daughters that they're mm-hmm. trying to protect. I mean, Thanos, I guess, isn't trying to protect his daughter. He <laughs> killed her. So maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not so much. Does, I don't think he, I don't think they, yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Did you have no, another I villain? I don't. I was pretty strong on Loki. I was going to stay. I was just, I was like, I was I was looking at my list. I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe. Like, nobody, every, what villain comes on screen where I'm like, what does this guy got to say? And I'm totally. not like, oh no. <laughs> totally. It's Loki. Yeah. Loki is so great. And Loki dying at the end, or sorry, at the beginning of Infinity yeah. War, um, is very impactful like it it, you feel it and it's because we just like that guy so much we like that villain so much we shouldn't be so sad but yeah we are we get it you know like and we get why thor would be so sad like this guy tried to kill him multiple times and he is taking it very hard (laughs) you know what's funny about that is like when gods are brothers like when they're like i'm going to i'm trying to think of all the things loki did to thor so many things like get like live for you and get like they're really extreme because they're gods whereas if you put that on a micro level like you you and tim your brothers like you guys did stuff that was probably really dangerous but like wasn't gonna kill you but like that's how it is with them it's really dangerous and extreme to us but it's not gonna kill them yes exactly (laughs) that's so funny i think there's there's a line in 
Ragnarok. I'm not going to remember it exactly, but Thor's trying to explain how many times Loki tried to kill him and what he did. And he said one time when they were kids, he changed, Loki changed into a snake and he knew Thor loves snakes. So <laughs> Thor picked up the snake and then he changed back into Loki and stabbed him. Like when they were like 10 or something. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's, uh, so that's exactly what you're explaining. It's like two brothers, you know, except you would like be hiding around the corner and then like pop out and punch the guy in the arm or something, you know, but yeah. not, not these two, not the gods. He's going to turn into a snake, <laughs> turn back into Loki and stab him. Gotcha, bro. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I love it. Well, on that note, drumroll, please. Who is your favorite Avenger? My favorite Avenger. Um, this answer uh, is, for me, just the only one I can answer. I have one answer because it can only be this. Um, and it actually only happened when I did the watch through, when I did the watch through of all the movies, um, because this person, for me, has the best arc in all all 23 movies uh, is in a lot of the movies and it's Tony Stark, Iron Man. He's just, Ditto, he's, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's just the one, Here we he's go. the guy yeah. for me. Um, those three, his three trilogy of movies. I think I already mentioned it. It's just, it's such a, for me, it's a, such a character rise and fall in those three mm -hmm. movies. It makes sense. If you just watch those three on their own, you would get him, you would get his character. You'd get sort of the ending to where he gets to where he's a hero at the end of the three movies. Mm -hmm. um, he's, so charismatic right i think he's so funny and he you know he's the hero he's the hero who lays it on the line at the end everyone is but he's the one who gets it done at the yes. end and it's such i mean talking about crying in endgame it's such a sad moment um he's such a good actor at playing all those all those moments that lead you up to sort of the death moment and uh yeah i i love the guy yeah and his ending it's like Oh, no, death is the perfect ending for him. Yeah. He needs to be the dying, the dead hero True. for all of this. He yeah. is the only one that it would make sense. If you name anybody, any of the Avengers, Thor, no, Captain America, no, you know, Vision, no. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. But when you say Iron Man, you're like, shit. Yeah, yeah. he's got to, it's got to be him. Totally, he's, yeah. He's the heart and soul of it. He's the one that, through all of it, he probably believed in the Avengers the most. And I know that Civil War tried to show us kind of otherwise in a way, but it just showed like where his drama lied, where his intentions were. And I don't think that, because I know some people might not like him for that, but like that guy, because of Civil War, he was able to heal from his father. He was able to really move on and learn how to detach from his past in a in a really triumphant way. And like like you were saying, it's such an arc. Like it like you can't you can't tell Iron Man's story in one movie. You're gonna need this series of movies. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There's there's a moment in Endgame where he uh I think it's um Captain America and uh you know, Ant Man go to talk to him and um i think black widow's with them uh also and they go to talk to to tony and uh he says that he doesn't want to do the time travel thing you know but then he's still just knowing that there's an option out there he still wants to try to figure it out so he figures it out mm -hmm. on his own which i said i buy i get i totally understand <laughs> that he would he would figure it out because he's the smartest man on the planet um, mm -hmm. And then he comes back as they're trying out the time travel without him and they're messing it up. Um, yeah. 
and they're turning Scott Lang into a baby and an old man, which is so funny. Yes, that's so good. He comes back and he pulls up and he's talking to um, uh, Steve Rogers, who they have not, they don't speak a lot, right? They had that fight in Civil War. Like that movie is actually really, really big in the timeline um, of, of the franchise because it splits them up and they don't talk to each other until basically Infinity War or basically until Endgame. Um, yeah. Anyway, so what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Got to build the whole story, right? Please. It's for one yes. line. He pops it. He comes out of the car. He pulls up the car. He comes out. He says to Steve Rogers, like, turns out I hate grudges. Just something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. turns out grudges suck and I hate them. And that's yes. it. And like, I actually start to tear up just because there's so much between those two characters. And he can just, you yeah. know that that's a proud man. And he can just yeah. pull up and he can just say, you know, you know what? Turns out I hate that. Let's be friends again. And it's done. Like, I get yeah. that they weren't talking for years. And I now know it's done just because of that line and because of how good he is in those moments. Um, yeah, I just I love Tony Stark. I love the guy. He's great. He's I great. love that scene, too. And you're just like, it's just like one snap. And he's like, yeah, we're done with that. That was my bad. And you know, yes. that because we know him from all these movies, we know that he's very genuine. And we know that Captain America is like, great because i didn't really want to get into it like i think yeah. it's dumb too kind of he didn't say that but he but in his agreeance of that that when he said that it was him saying yeah man this is dumb let's just uh be friends and save the world because yeah we're on the same side yeah exactly yeah we're on the same side we can help each other um it gives him his shield back and it, it even makes it more impactful with the um early on the scene early on when he has just got back to earth and he kind of yells at steve for not being there um yeah. for splitting up and you know the avengers weren't together for quite a while um and yeah he really gives it to steve in that moment so it's it's really nice to come back um after five years after yelling at steve and probably not talking to him very much uh come yeah. back and say you know yeah that was like you said my bad that was on that was you know i, I want to put that aside we don't have to have grudges here let's be friends again let's save the world yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. I love that. And Iron Man, he has so many, he's just, he has so many angles to his personality and just himself from like a technological and just like his, we could just talk, we could talk about his heart. We could talk about his brain. And those are two very yeah. different conversations. Yeah. And like his brain is, it, like it's, it, is he a robot? Are we sure he's human? Cause it's insane what he can do with that thing, you know? Oh yeah. Totally. I know. It's 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 amazing. Um, I love it. I love I love the the smart, charismatic guy. It's it's fantastic. He's so cocky. Yeah. Which doesn't go away. I also like that. I like that it starts out and it's it's kind of a flaw. You know, you're like, oh, this guy is so cocky. I don't really yeah. like him. But he keeps that. He can you can still be like a hero, a good person and have that cockiness because he keeps it the whole time and you just start to love it. Yeah, and he'll say things to you, and you're like, well, that was rude, but you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <You> know? <laughs> definitely. Oh, uh, yeah, he's great. And honestly, like, his armor is fucking cool. I mean, he looks awesome. Dude. He looks flying in the the air with the hands, and the, you know, yeah. the jets coming out, and his weapons. He's so cool. That suit's so cool. It is so cool. And every time you think, like, oh, no, Iron Man. It's like, no, he's already thought of this moment. Yeah. He's already figured it out. And he's already pushing buttons to get things to come save him and talking to uh, Jarvis or Friday. and Friday, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're just like, okay. He's just, like, one of those people that he just makes it happen. Just makes it happen. Just do yeah. it. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he whines and complains in his own comedic way. But, like, we love him because he's like, let's just do it. Let's just get it done. Definitely. Yeah. 
and he has to well, he has to be pretty creative in making the suit and in during fights because as these mm-hmm. movies you know progress he is not one of the the strongest people you know he's he has that suit which helps him but he's starting once they expand into the galaxy there's some pretty smart or <laughs> pretty strong creatures out there and yeah. they he he needs like to be creative with his fighting techniques in order to get uh, the upper hand on them which i think is I mean, it makes the fight scenes very cool and interesting. Yes. Um, and it, yeah, it makes it makes me cheer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's he's dope. I am Iron Man. Every time I hear that song, I'm like, yes, Iron Man. Great, now, yeah. in like, you know, I, I should be like my favorite Avenger before this. I'd be like, oh, I guess like Captain Marvel. Because sometimes I have to like i feel like sometimes when i'm looking at strong characters i feel like as a as a woman uh i feel like sometimes i have to choose the girl because mm-hmm. it's like well they made it for you kind of thing i kind of get that that guilt nobody's ever said that it's just guilt that i carry i'm like oh i have to choose a girl because i need to represent the girls but um and it's not that i don't like any of the female avengers obviously they're absolutely incredible but iron man just as a i was just looking at his soul like he's just a yeah. like especially on the second watch back or this watch first watch back i should say i was like i never i noticed him but i didn't notice him like i am now especially as just like because i watched this when i was in high school like these movies would come out when i was in high school or younger or whatever and now that i'm 30 it's like i look back because i've experienced so much life and then you watch somebody like iron man you're like dude i get it like i get it yeah in a way you know yeah I think there are a lot of, like you said, incredible female characters in these movies that are a little bit underrated, that don't get enough attention. That is 100% true. Um, But yeah, yeah, when we go to favorite, he has the arc. He has the biggest, um, I think, well-rounded arc in in the franchise. And it's just hard to not love him. Yeah. I yeah. agree. And I'm going to I'm going to steal your segue to this question. Uh, which character do you think is the most underrated in the movies and deserves the most praise or more praise, I should say? So I actually uh, yeah, I actually do have two females for this. Um, Let's go. So yeah. I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with Black Widow, um, even though she is one of the six, one of the six originals, she's in a ton of the movies. Um, I don't think she's really talked about a lot. It took so long for her to get a movie, um, which I can't wait for that movie. I mean, it's been Mm -hmm. pushed so many times. I just want to see that movie. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, She is a incredible fighter and she has no powers like everyone else there. And she doesn't have she has a little bit of tech, but not tech like Tony has. And she is standing and fighting with everybody she's always in control of every moment she's very very powerful character i think there are movies where she is uh underwritten and doesn't really come across because of that iron man 2 comes to mind that's just a really bad role for her um and it's not her it is 100 percent the writing um because scarlett johansson is incredible um in endgame back to endgame uh in endgame the performance she has uh is one of the best in that movie um she she gets me tearing up just by the way she says things and how much it appears to affect her um and her you know her relationship with uh clint barton with hawkeye uh just really comes through in that movie and yeah i think black widow is one that is that is underrated i 
I think she needs more attention. And, you know, once the movie comes out, I'm sure there's going to be more attention. And that's, you know, kind of not uh, it, that it's been pushed so many years is, you know, not not the fault of, of anyone, really. But I think that movie needed to come a little bit sooner. I agree. I agree with you. Now, you know, that did not pop up in my head. And and I think it didn't because I even had this feeling at the end when she dies in Endgame, that, that scene I was destroyed over yeah. um, with Hawkeye. Uh, I think that I, and, and you know what? I actually watched Spider-Man Far From Home last night and they they start with a reel of all the people that have died and they got to Black Widow and I had just watched this three days ago, Endgame, and I was like, or a week ago, and I was like, oh yeah, she died. Yeah. Like, and I think it's not, I don't think it's me. I think it's more how they built her character. I think that I 100% agree. They left her out of some, just the appreciation of her. Yeah. You know, they show us in the movie how the world appreciates those characters, how the Avengers appreciate their fellow Avengers, et cetera, et cetera. But like Black Widow, we didn't really know her background. What we kind of know from everything is that she was part of a group of, spies yeah. that were for, forced into camp to become these people and she doesn't have trouble with men but she's very good at seducing them kind of a thing um at the beginning i should say like you said iron man too i was like every time i watched her come on screen i was like cringe Ugh. yeah totally yeah it wasn't good but no i totally agree with you i do think that black widow really did play like team mom you know, yeah. where she yeah. kept everybody, you know, even just her relationship with Hulk and nobody could get him to calm down except for her because she knew because she honestly, she ha- she was Hulk on the inside, just with more discipline and more control. So right. she understood where Hulk was coming from when he couldn't bring his anger down. And it was that was like little micro moments like that was really beautiful. I love those moments with her and Hulk. Yes. Sweet, sweet, sweet. That is a great point. I'm getting goosebumps over here with the, the points you're making. Um, that I, there's such a rich backstory for her there that you could have created a character that we all really, really cared about in when she dies in Endgame. And we just aren't quite there because they don't explore it, where they explore it with all these other... I think with the other six, they do explore it. Like the six main uh, Avengers, they do explore it. And when we get to in, uh, Endgame they all kind of wrap up like they all have a nice ending um mm-hmm. and hers being the one to sacrifice herself is the ending that's the mm-hmm. ending for her but we haven't built it up yet you know they they haven't quite um earned it maybe um up to that point where they could have like it's all there and they just didn't especially yeah especially with what you're saying with her and hulk that is really great to say you know that she has that monster inside she's just learned to control it so of course she can help him great point. yeah it's uh this deep shit man this whole yeah. thing was like uh this would probably be like this is probably a, a therapist dream like playground just like trying to <laughs> totally. figure out all the why everybody is the way they are right yeah it's like the the story itself is just like this grand plot and we're trying to put the puzzle pieces together. The people themselves add into the story. It's literally the definition of world building. Like I've never been this deep into world building. And you know what? That's what comic books are. They 
they're they build these gigantic mm-hmm. worlds and if anybody has any doubt of a comic book becoming a movie and what that is over time this is what is this over i want to say 20 years what am i saying not 20 years uh, 15 years 10 years it's a decade at least yeah right? it's 2000 it's 2008 was the first was iron man um like that first okay. movie so 13 years now 13 yeah. years that's it that's a teenager right and we've followed for all like that's almost half my life like i you know and i've followed these guys and and when you see it over that time span it's like you're they give you a reason to believe in these stories and the reason i believe in these comics and why you know what happens when you really take the time to build a world and to love it from top to bottom and it's just like what can the imagination do ultimately it is the marvel movies yeah definitely they they put comics on the screen like that is how comic books work you have comics for certain characters you have comics where all the characters are together your comics are written by different people um, and mm-hmm. the, they're drawn by different people, but yet they all connect and they all come together and you get to a point in the end where you've been reading for so long and you've been reading so many different stories and they all come together in a crossover event or something. It really yeah. is that same type of feeling as reading those comics just put on the screen for you to, for you to watch. It's, it is kind of amazing that over, like I do not think it will be ever duplicated that over right. these 12, 13 years, they were able to make 23 movies that all connect and are all good movies on their own. Like all have their, the, there's no like to be continued. You know, they're all right. movies on their own and yet they all connect into this big story that gets like so paid off in Endgame. It's just amazing. It is. And it's funny. It's like we knew this on our own. But now that we're coming together talking about it, we're like, you think that, too? Because yeah. I think that, too, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's great. It's yeah. so it's awesome. it just blows my mind. It's incredible. I love it's it. It's incredible. Um, OK, well, I'm going to say my character that I think deserve more praise. And it's it's really out of left field, guys. Vanko, the guy who made Iron Man in the cave. Vanko nice. or Vanko. Yeah. I was, I always think of him, well, recently I started thinking about that because I'm like, who's super, like, super underrated? I wanted to pick someone that people would be like, wait, is that the guy's name? Because he made Iron Man. He sparked the idea for Iron Man. So I think that sometimes that Iron Man should have like, what, like a, not, not a statue or like something named after him where he honors him for showing him how to be what he grew to be, you know? Yes, that is a great call. You do not hear <laughs> about that guy really at all after that first movie even towards the end of that movie towards the end of iron man i've already forgotten about that guy that is totally true he's yes definitely is underrated and needs more attention just at Mm -hmm. least to be brought up more times and that guy lay his life down also for tony to escape like yes yes definitely great pick yeah he's uh that's all and that's all we know about him that's it yeah that's all there is to say we're like he was iron man's inspiration for being iron man and he's great yeah that's it that's it, it. You know? he, pops, he pops up in iron man 3 right at the beginning because it's a flashback and they're at a party mm-hmm. and tony kind of blows him off because tony's blowing everyone off at that at that point like just not really giving anyone attention because he's uh yeah he's he's just being the asshole that he is uh, or that he used to be um yeah 
And even then, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's the guy from the cave that helped him out. Like, yeah. it should be a huge moment. That should be very good. Yeah, I, yeah. That guy needs more. That guy needs more attention. There needs to be a statue. I think you nailed it with that. There yeah. needs to be a statue somewhere <laughs> in his house, in Tony Stark's house. He needs to have a statue of that guy. Hello. Or name his yeah. kid after that guy or something. Come on. Yes, that's what I was thinking, too. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. It's not, or his dog. Anything. Something. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Uh, okay, so with all those in mind, one more character question. Yeah. This was the tough one for me. This was actually a really tough one because there are a lot of amazing B characters. Who yeah. is your favorite B character? So tough. This question it is, is tough, right? so tough. This is probably the hardest one for me. Um, mm-hmm. My first list had like, you know, 15 <laughs> because I love <laughs> yeah. so many of the B characters. Um, yeah. I want to go with uh, I want to go with a character that I think... Um, was pretty good in the first movie they were in and was mm-hmm. absolutely terrific in the second movie they were in. And that's Yondu from Guardians <gasps> of the Galaxy. Yes! I loved Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, his whistle, I mean, just like his whistle arrow is just really cool and created such cool scenes. Um, but just this guy who, this guy's character who is a tough guy, but also he, you know, he did save quill and he is kind of his father and he feels like his father even though he's like really hard on him and tells him he's going to kill him a bunch of times yeah (laughs) i love this guy this guy was so great in guardians of the galaxy too he another character that just like every time they're on screen just like i was excited it just popped off the screen yes yeah absolutely not because of his bright color but yeah yeah just Not because he's yeah, blue. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. He's blue. His and every time he did the like, I can't even whistle like him. Like just the way he approaches. And, ugh, do you hear all these thoughts coming through my brain? I can't pick which one I want to say. I totally agree with you. Yeah. When he let's let's start with this one. When he uh, goes on to at one point he's on a field. I can't remember which one it is. I think it's the second one. And there's a ton of guys with guns mm. in his face, and he has no fear in his eyes he just like stands his ground whistles i don't even think he turns his head and then it goes you know the the arrow goes all through everybody and then everybody just falls and then the arrow comes back to him and he carries on with what he needed to do i was like amazing yeah fantastic and he has a great scene um when they're in like the I think they're in a prison and they're trying to escape and he's just in the room with all the security cameras and he's sending yes. his arrow around just by seeing where people are on the on the monitors. Ah, oh, so cool. Such a great scene. So good. I love when him and Rocket buddy up. I was like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you two definitely make sense together. <laughs> yeah, they're both stubborn and they're like, we're going to do it my way, you know. And then they team up at the end. Oh, it's great. And then his his death is <laughs> justifiable and yeah. incredible and yeah. how his ending line i'm not your father but i sure am your daddy or something like that yeah yeah so oh. good oh i so forgot good. about that line so good you, you and you hear it and i'm sure when yeah. you watched it and you hear it and you're like gosh there is literally no better line for him ending line than that yeah Ugh. and he tried he tries to keep telling uh star lord quill that like oh no like i i kept you because you can fit into small places like i i did it for me he keeps trying to convince him that he's selfish but he's not like he just wanted to protect this little kid like he yeah he's a bad guy and he does bad things but when i when there's a kid in front of you like well then you just take in the kid and you you do what's right and i i just love it i love that he's not taking he still needs to keep his like 
bad reputation up. You know, he, he can't have taken in a child. He, he did it for his own personal reasons because he'd be good at stealing things. Let me ask you, would you be down for a Yondu TV series to really dig back into his story? I totally would. I would definitely right? would be into yeah. a Yondu TV series. Yes, for sure. Like that, like just to see like why he has to be so tough, how he knows the Rocky Balboa's character. Sorry, I don't care. I can't remember his name. The yeah. Remember the, the Rocky Balboa? He pops up on screen. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I don't remember that character's name yeah. either. But yeah, he's he's on the screen for a bit. But yeah, because they, they have a like they have a beef together. You know, they don't like each What's other for some reason. Yeah. What is it? What is it for? Yeah, and then I think you guys, um, you guys talking to Marvel because Marvel's listening. Hey, Marvel, uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> They're definitely um, listening. <laughs> They're definitely listening. Just like Scott Snyder was listening to our other episode oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hey, Marvel, how's it going? How you doing, girl? Um, so if you can make this Yondu series, and this is what I'm thinking. So at the end of the series, they end it where he meets Star Lord Quill, you know, yeah. and he decides to save him, and then they end it, and that's it. It's just a hot ending. High, not not even high and dry because we know exactly what happens after that. You know, yeah. they don't even have to go into that. Just tell us how he got to that point. Love it. You know, I would be down with that. I would love that. Uh, Marvel, you heard it right here. You got two votes. Anybody yeah. else? And you can't yeah. go wrong in space. You know, everything that they've done in space is fantastic. So, give oh, me yeah. Yondu, make it a space show. Hundred percent. I'm in. Hundred percent. We're in. Yeah. We're in. I love it. We're writing stuff. Me and you. Here we go. We just wrote a movie uh, <laughs> or a TV Excellent. show. Uh, okay, so my favorite B character, which was very difficult for me as well, and I was going through all of them. Which one? It's Mister Happy Hogan. Nice. I love him. Very good. He's just, yeah. And and John Favreau, he like he's directed a few of these films, right? Yeah, he started it off. He directed Iron Man. Yeah, it's like. He like he made happy. I think he literally. What's I'm trying to think. There are there's a show where somebody wrote it, and it's basically themselves. Anyway, it's escaping me. But um, I feel like he wrote this character for himself unknowingly. Right. You know, because yeah. I think that him and and Robert Downey like actually get along in real life, and I think they thoroughly enjoyed being in each other's presence. Even after Iron Man dies, he's still just like the same dude. Got to take care of Stark Industries. Like he's so incredibly loyal like if you want to be like what does a loyal friend look like it's happy hogan yeah definitely and he's always he has such funny moments because he always wants to be so straight all the time you know he always wants to be like okay we got to follow the rules and everything but like it's sometimes that's just not called for it's he's so Mm -hmm. funny he's great i like in um iron man 3 when he gets kind of injured and uh they talk about him just loving downton abbey he like yes. watches it in bed from his <laughs> like from his hospital bed and he just loves it so much because it's elegant. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so yeah. funny. It's such a funny character beat for him. It's so good. It's like the opposite of Alfred in Batman. He's yes, just like, totally. He is right? kind of the opposite of Alfred. Yeah, yeah. He, do- he like doesn't seem like he's very composed and has it together. Like he's always worried. You know, he's always worried for Tony because Tony is always just doing whatever he wants. Yes. Yeah. And my favorite scene with him and Tony in Spider-Man is when uh, Tony is like, hey, here's your suit. You're an Avenger. And he's like, OK, this is a trick. And the way they like all their co- comedy bounces off each yes. other in that scene, it cracks me up. That has to be one of my favorite scenes because of what happens in the end. They reveal there's a whole crowd. He really was going to be the Avenger. And then he walks away. But anyway, um, I could go on and on about that one. But 
happy in that moment. He's just like the balance between the, you know, the smarty pants that he's got to deal with, Tony totally. and Peter. <laughs> yeah, that is just like three people who know what makes them funny and mm-hmm. just all doing their thing in that scene. And it's all kind of different and it's all really funny. Yeah. Uh, do you have any more favorite I have one. Characters? I'm going to say one more. I have one yes! more. Yes. I got to go with Darcy from Thor, which is Kat Dennings. <gasps> yes. So I was watching Thor the Dark World, which is mm-hmm. one that's, you know, far, far down on my list. Um, yeah, same. But still one that I enjoy. And I'm watching that movie. And the beginning of that movie, the first 20 to 30 minutes, absolutely rule. They are awesome. And it's because Darcy is carrying that movie. She's so funny. She's so great in the beginning of that movie that as soon as she's out of that movie, I mean, she's she's back at the end. But as soon as it sort of like goes away from that and goes to Asgard, I'm like, I'm not as interested. <laughs> I lose a little interest yeah. in it. I think she's so great. She's so funny. So awesome to see her in WandaVision, you know, yes. that character to, to come back. Uh, love her. Love Darcy. She's, I think that she's like the smartest girl of the Marvel series. Like, and she, that definitely shows in WandaVision. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that is, uh, that is very true. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I agree with you. And funny. Yeah. She's smart and funny. She knew her part in that movie. Like in, in Dark World. Dark World is probably the bottom of my list as well. Um, it's like, why did we need this? But I didn't. The thing about Dark World, and I'm and I'm I'm gonna come right back to Cat Dennings. But the thing about Dark World is that I feel like it gave us information that we didn't need. It's like it was yeah. like junk food. Like, but it wasn't good. It wasn't good junk food. It's like eh. no, it's you know? the ending. Um, sort of the ending sequence of portal jumping and stuff like comes out of nowhere. Doesn't make any sense. They don't really tell you how any of it's working. Yet all of the characters who are humans know how it's working. Like they yeah, just know yeah. what to do. And I'm like, I don't really know what this is. I don't know. I don't even understand why we're doing this. Um, and yeah. the the villain Malekith is just so boring and so flat. And yeah. being a comic book reader, Malekith is kind of fun. Um, he's almost oh. kind of like Loki. He's kind of fun and mischievous. So I was really excited that Malekith was going to be in the movie. And then he's mm-hmm. just like this super flat, uh, just boring dude. And I'm like, okay. Well, I didn't really enjoy that too much. I didn't enjoy that performance <laughs> too it. much. Um, played by like Chris Eccleson, who was who was a doctor for, on Doctor mm-hmm. Who, so he can be exactly what Malekith's supposed to be. So all of that make like was very exciting, and then he was just <gasps> so boring. <laughs> so I, I wonder was a huge if the miss. director. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I wonder if the director had anything to do with that, like him just being kind of boring. Yeah, I I think so. I think it must have been. It it just yeah. seems like. It seems a lot of things about that movie are just a little bit off. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's second. I, I think agree. it's second from the bottom on my list, which is like there's a long, you know, there's 23 movies, so that's pretty, pretty bad, you know, pretty low in the bottom. But yeah. I do, I will throw it on and definitely enjoy the first like 30 minutes. I think it's like, oh, wait, wait, this movie's good. Wait, I forgot yeah. this movie's good, and then it kind of takes the dip, and you're like, oh no, okay, yeah, it's it sits near the bottom. <laughs> Yeah, it's got potential, it's got potential. Oh, never yeah. mind. Yeah. And I love in Ragnarok where they were like, oh no, Thor's funny. I don't know why we thought he was dramatic, this Shakespearean yes. thing before, but he's funny. <laughs> it's so great. I love that. I love that switch. Um, mm-hmm. I think Hemsworth is very funny, you know, and they just kind of didn't let him be funny in Thor or Thor the Dark World. Like he's he's mm-hmm. kind of more stupid, you know, he's not yeah. really funny. 
But in Ragnarok, he's he's a different kind. You know, he's like he's not really stupid. He's not just like I'm dumb. He's mm-hmm. just doesn't quite get things or says things the way he says them or whatever. Like he's just yeah, he's so funny, so funny in that movie. That movie starts. That is actually another one that let's go back. That's another one that surprised me, yeah. <laughs> just because oh, I there didn't we go. think let's that was Thor's yeah, yeah. character. So like just sitting in the theater and that opening scene of him just making cracking yes. jokes. He's talking to a skeleton like at the beginning, and you're yeah. like, "What is this movie? I love it." <laughs> Where are we? What? Where are and we? What's going sta- on? <laughs> and when he starts spinning uh, on the chain, he's like, "Oh, got to bring it back around. Hang on yeah. one second. I lost it." He's oh like, "Just God. wait. Just wait. I feel like we were having a connection there. Just <laughs> wait till I come back around. Okay, go ahead." <laughs> So funny because it's so it's it's hilarious because Marvel I feel like is the first of its kind to like break the villain speech and be like okay yeah 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 what you know and make comedy out of it it's like yeah they it constantly reminds us how it, this is not serious like yeah we're just having fun you yeah. know it's, but yeah but also like yeah that Thor movie is just it's so fun and it's so bright mm-hmm. and colorful and. It's got action and, you know, it, it has the dramatic elements to it because there are characters in it that um, have gone through shit, um, but they yeah. are able to have the comedy and the, the drama um, happening at the same time. And it, it just it, it's such a cool atmosphere for that movie. Yeah, well said. Well said. And it makes us love Thor more. It grows yeah. the character. Yeah. And yeah, Thor's absolutely. Thor's sort of. Um, payoff in Endgame is uh, one of my favorites in, in Endgame of how they dealt with a character with he's lost so much he had his shot at killing Thanos and he didn't do it he got as close as anyone else got but he didn't get it done all his family's dead and he is just broken and he is just yeah. a broken man and it is so sad like his arc is so sad in Endgame I was a little disappointed in theaters when a lot of people were laughing because to me, it really broke when he cut off Thanos's head at the beginning of that movie. And they said, what are you doing? And he said, I aimed for the head that broke me like, cause that's how yeah. he missed in infinity war. Yeah. That wasn't for me a laughing moment. Um, that was a moment where I was like, Oh shit. He, yeah. he is still carrying this. He's still hurt and he's not going to get over it just because he did it now. Yeah. Yeah, it's he Thor is a whole a whole other episode as well because yeah. he like I like his arc throughout the whole yeah. thing. He really brings it around. He kind of starts kind of playboy boy kind of cocky like the totally you know kind of just right like just like a stuck up big brother. I, you know I'm going to be the any royal story. He falls right into being that mm-hmm. that turd. I keep bringing up turd, but there's no other way to say it. He's being a turd in the beginning. But, and then through it, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. When we come back to that scene in Endgame and he says, just aim for the head. And I think he just goes outside and sits on the stoop. Like, he yeah. was like, I'm done. I don't yeah. know what else to do now. I, I have no, I don't know what else. He's He's got zero. He's got nothing. Where Iron Man has um, his his girls. He's got his, his wife and his daughter, you know. Everybody in the Avengers has somebody at that point. Even if... Um, Steve Rogers, he's got Bucky. He's got, yeah. he's starting, you know, he's got the thought of Peggy, uh, 
Peggy Carter that keeps him going. Yeah. But like Thor at that moment, he literally has nothing else to lose. Yeah. And so his story in Endgame when he... <laughs> everybody's calling him Fat Thor. Is that what they call him? Right, Is yeah. Is it Drunk yeah. Thor? Fat Thor? And it's it's hilarious on the outside, but because like you're saying, we're, we're following him, we understand how you can get to that point, yeah. how you just give up. You're yeah. done. There's no reason to do anything else. Totally. And, and it's really beautiful how they bring it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Hemsworth plays the comedy in that movie just perfectly, um, where they are really towing the line between comedy and tragedy. And they'll he'll be so funny. And I like I, I will laugh so hard at some of the things that he says in that mm-hmm. movie. They are so funny. And then it'll just switch. He'll be able to turn on the switch and just start tearing up and get so sad. And it just hits you. You're just... I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, man, this is so rough i like this being in this position where he's just he's just drinking so much because that's the only way he could numb the pain and like it's funny when he's talking to everyone and he's drunk and he can't get through a sentence but then all of a sudden it's sad and it's yeah yeah, i just think they do a great job in that movie uh with his character keeping that keeping that comedy keeping him funny for us but also making sure we know that he is in tremendous pain yeah he's he's in like the deepest depression it just shows another uh, angle of what depression can look like. Severe yeah. depression, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it, see, I knew we'd get deep in here. You can't help it. Marvel, can't like, it. they cut deep, dude. Yeah. They mean it. They do. They are just so intentional with everything that they put into their movies. Every single aspect of it. Just There's just a list that they just check everything off. Yeah. It's, it's just incredible. That's something that I really love about Marvel characters in general is just they they're a little bit more like us. I think they're a little bit more relatable. Um, So you really feel it when Thor, the god of thunder, is so depressed that he's just been drinking for five years like you get it. Um, And even though I, I love that at the end. He's still kicking ass. Like, he's still incredible, even though he's, you know, in a state that he wasn't in before. He's still fantastic. Uh, so I really, I really like that. Uh, that final yeah. fight where he's got, he's got the, you know, the, the hammer that he just built, the old hammer, and he's just, yes. it's so good. He's, he's awesome. Dean, you're just giving me these segues for free. Let's go into my last question. I'm not even Which... trying. <laughs> <laughs> you're so good at what you do, man. Um, uh, what's your favorite fight scene? Oh, man. Okay. So I got two. I got two written down okay. here. Uh, I'm going to go with, first off, the the airport scene in Civil War. Um, the fight where they're, you know, they're fighting each other, where our heroes are fighting each other. Um, for a couple reasons. Um, Spider-Man. The introduction of Spider-Man in that movie. I'm wearing a Spider-Man yep. shirt right now. hey Love yes. Spider-Man. Yeah. That introduction was so perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get to actually see him. Like, we, I, I thought when we got that scene of Tony going to talk to him, I thought that might be it. That might be all we get out of Spider-Man. But then, mm-hmm. boom, you see him land... Um, he's got his, you know, his quippy lines. He's just a kid who's super <laughs> pumped to be there. Loves Captain America, even though he's yes. on the other side. Um, I love, love Spider-Man in that scene. And I love Paul Rudd 
uh, as Ant-Man who's just like happy to be there. Like Ant-Man is just happy to be around these people. And I feel like that might be Paul Rudd just being like, I'm part of this. I'm part of the the Marvel Universe. I'm in this fight with everyone. I'm one of them. Um, So good. He gets, you know, he gets giant man or whatever. Yeah, it, you want you kind of want to see the heroes matched up against each other. It's what you know when you're when you're kids. It's what you do. It's like oh, who would win between Iron Man and Captain America? Who would win if they fight? And you you want to see it happen. It just it's yeah. it's fan service. It it pays off. Uh, I really love that fight. It's a great fight, and that's on my list as well. And I have a few, but I agree that one was the one where we just saw what everybody was kind of made of at that point because they weren't. Nobody was going in for the kill. No, not really. Yeah, they weren't gonna kill. You. I was even thinking. I was telling John Babe. I was like, "What is the point of this fight? Like, they're not gonna kill their pals." You yeah. Know? Yeah, and also that you have people matching up against each other who haven't even met before. You know, and yes, like, that you had um like black panther also was in that introduced in that movie so you see black panther fighting and i think it's like it's hawkeye and he says i'm clint and uh yeah you know yeah like like i don't care yes. <laughs> you know like, yeah. it's so funny it's so great you have good moments between between these new characters uh also i love the scene so much because i think civil war is the closest to what i want hawkeye to be um i really like a slightly goofy hawkeye and civil war i feel like kind of nails it he has some really great scenes in there where he's kind of goofy um especially during the fight so i it's kind of yeah a bunch of things come together in that fight that are so perfect for me i i as a whole i don't love the movie but it's near the top of my list just for that fight yeah Oh, it's great. Yes, exactly. It's great. Oh, that's, I mean, that's on my list too, man. It's like, it's just like the perfect fight. Like nobody dies. There's yeah. no blood. We're yeah, just exactly. Off. It's just kind of, yeah, they're just showing off. It's it's just perfect. No one gets super hurt, but you get to see them fight each other. You get to see how powers match up against each other. And it's funny. It's great. It's great. It's yeah. great. Oh, I love it. Uh, one of my favorite lines in that when he was like, hi, I'm Peter Parker. He's like, I'm Thor. And he's like, oh. We're using fake names. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite ones is, and I can't remember, I think it's in Winter Soldier, uh, the elevator scene oh, yes. where, see, you knew right away. Yep. Uh, it's so good. It's when Hydra has uh, nearly won, so we think, or they just are plotting to kill Captain America because they, they think they're justified in their reasons. And... They're in the elevator. He's surrounded by these dudes who were his comrades, his mm-hmm. co-workers. Were so, he went into battle with a lot of these guys yeah. several times. And um, and they turn on him. And he's like, oh, no, you fucking didn't. Yeah. Like, excuse me? Um, you know, and he the thing about Steve Rogers is he never gives that air of the fact that he still introduces himself as Steve Rogers and not <laughs> as Captain America. Definitely. Oh. Yeah. Love the man. He's just got this heart. He's never above anyone. But you know inside that he could kill you to pieces. He, You know yeah. what I mean? If he wanted to, if he were to be a bad dude. But he's never a bad dude. And then when his friends are disloyal to him, he just right away, he's like, um, yeah, no, not. It's what you're thinking of doing to me. It's not going to happen. And by the time that elevator ride is over, like... <laughs> It's yeah, <laughs> it's such like a close 
situation with so many of the other guys and he's just like don't make me do it <laughs> and then he just yeah. takes them out we have not really talked about steve rogers a lot and i'm glad you brought him up because he's fantastic like yes. it, what a great character um a character that i didn't really think i loved or i wasn't going to like and mm -hmm. uh just really really loved him such a perfect casting for steve rogers oh yes so fantastic and i mean just a handsome man He's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. He is. He and you know he gives us hope throughout this whole thing. He for if, sure. If yeah, he's the he's the god of hope in, in my book. Like he's just he, just from the beginning when we see him in his first movie, he's he's picked because of his heart, and that's how you know he's gonna always be a good dude. Yeah, you know that's really true. He was picked because he is Captain America. He didn't mm -hmm. need the super soldier serum to be Captain America. It didn't change him into being a hero. He was already a hero. He was picked because he was a hero. He jumped on top of the grenade when everyone else yeah. was running away. And so they gave that guy the opportunity. They gave him the chance. Uh, that is such a good setup for him, setup for his character. You just can't dislike that guy. He, yeah. And he's got a he's got a best friend. He's got Bucky the whole time. Like it's yes. that he just like sticks his neck out for. I'm. He's so great. I every, love Captain America. Every time. And and his ending is perfect, too. Yes. His <sighs> ending is really perfect. Um, you wouldn't think he would be the type of person who would not, you know, play by the rules, who would not, okay, go put all the stones back, put everything back, and then come back yeah. right away. But no, he yeah. doesn't. He goes and enjoys life he's already been yes. captain america for a long time he wants to enjoy life they save the world it's time to you know be with someone he wasn't able to be with be with the love of his life that he wasn't able to be with because he saved the world the first time you know like so good. right such a good it's idea. so good yeah. and it's and it's such a good payoff uh like you're saying because he's only done things for everyone else and he makes this like one decision this one rebel decision and it's a decision for him and it's yeah. so true to him and yeah. who he is and their ending scene oh my gosh this part i lost myself when they were dancing yeah. in their house at the end so great. so good oh so my gosh good. Endgame's great. Um, it's a great movie. It is. Hey, man. Yeah, Endgame. Man, what movies, what movies on your yeah. top? What movies on the top of your list? Um, so I'm looking at my list now. Um, I definitely loved Iron Man 3. Nice. I loved Guardians 2. Yes, Guardians 2 is that great. that was great. It was so good. It just carried on the story, and it's one of those you just can have in the background. You kind of know what's going on, and there's also something always going on. And yeah. um, I did. I will say another character that I do really love is Gamora. Mm -hmm. uh, I love. I understand where she's coming from and her familial issues. I get that life, uh, and her reaction to everything is is so true. And her love with her sister is yes. It's unbroken, even though her sister's a robot. She's still, and even you know what? We could talk about like dynamics of two characters all day. Put any two together, they show you how they will interact. Like Gamora and her sister, like that is a complicated relationship. Yeah, but there's love there always. Yeah, definitely. That is that is another character I think we could have said is underrated. Her sister Nebula, like. Yes. So, yeah. so fantastic. Um, Guardians 2. I think in Guardians 2, I think like my favorite people in that movie are Yondu and Nebula. 
Like the, yeah. they just pop in that movie where they were in the first one and they were okay. But that second movie, they're so good. That sister relationship with Gamora. Um, yeah. Like you said, you could, that one is so deep and rich. Like it's, they do go into it. Like they get into it over a course of many movies where yeah. you can really um, get to the end and see what that relationship is and how that relationship could be mended and what the issues were there. Um, so yeah. Good. It is it awesome. It it is awesome. Um, I also want to give a shout out, and you you started to a little bit ago to Ant Man. I want to talk about yes. dig into that guy for a sec. Can you what, what you got? What's what comes first into your mind when you think of Ant Man? Paul Rudd. He's so funny. <laughs> Paul Rudd's fantastic. Paul Rudd should be in everything. Everything I watch, I want Paul Rudd to be in. And right to have a character that's like it, it is a definite change of pace when you get to Ant Man movies. There's not no pun intended they're so small like they're mm -hmm. they're very tiny movies i like ant-man too i like ant-man and the wasp because it's a movie about keeping your family together like it's just a very small thing about a family and uh yeah. i just i really appreciate that movie um there's really cool effects that can happen with ant-man going big and going small and really um funny things that you can do with that so i yeah i love the uh, the inclusion of Ant-Man in in these movies. Yeah, he's he's perfect. Like you're saying, yeah. Paul Rudd, dude, he can do no wrong. No, <laughs> he can't. I love that him. he does such a big role in Endgame. Like they they just hand so much of it over to him, which is perfect because he wasn't in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of those characters that like just gets beat up. I mean, he goes into the blip, but he's stuck in the 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 quad realm or whatever yeah. for five years, and he yeah. comes out like whoa where's my car keys kind of a thing like he's just like he rolls with it he, yeah. you know he's one of those guys is just like all right this is what we're doing let's figure it out you know definitely <laughs> so funny the, he's so, so good funny. at delivering lines like i just i find he can say something that's not written to be funny and he can make it funny just by saying yes it. yeah yeah uh, and one more shout out that I have, uh, and you just, you, we're doing the shout outs here. I'm done with my question. <laughs> shout out time now. Yeah. <laughs> it is shout out time. Perfect. Just things we haven't talked about. And I'm sure we'll end this today and we'll be like, damn it. I should have mentioned that. I meant there's to do, so you know, much. there's so much, so much. Yeah. You could definitely, we could definitely have a part two. It's there's so much. Um, I, speaking of world building, uh, you know, obviously we're talking about the Marvel world and you know how that's a big world building thing. Uh, Wakanda. That is a beautiful place mm -hmm. that I would love to visit and I would love to go I would love to go to school in Wakanda like the way they think the way they treat their people their their traditions how they basically worship vibranium and mm -hmm. are very careful with it it's a beautiful place totally yeah that Black Panther is such a cool movie um, it looks so cool it makes you just want to be in Wakanda, want to check out that place. I'm so happy that the big battle in Infinity War takes place in Wakanda. Um, yes. That is such a, I mean, we, we, I think we started this talking about fights and that's such a great fight. Um, mm -hmm. That's, it's so cool to see like the armies there with the heroes and the, all the cool tech that they have there with their force yeah. fields and stuff. It's, it's such a, uh, a neat place to have that fight in Infinity War. I, I'm with you. I love Wakanda. It's it's cool that it's hidden too. You know, it's like yeah, the city. so cool. It's just like see, like it's it doesn't reveal itself to you all the way, um, 
until you get more into the movies like the way that they reveal the types of tech that they have yeah. the way that they're like they're never cocky they're very confident even their warriors um which are based off of historical um a group of women called the dahomey warrior soldiers in um i think been somewhere in africa um but they're re they were real women who oh, were cool. women warriors and then they brought them into that and they brought that culture in like just beautiful and um oh do they have that in the comics the 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 war i forget their name in the movie so forgive me but the, the warrior women of Wakanda. yeah i've so I, I i've only read black panther um like more recent comics so they're definitely in there because of um the movies I started reading uh, the beginning, like the Black Panther comics from like the 70s. I don't remember them there, but I'm I'm sure that they were even as far back as that. Well, they're fab. I freaking yeah. love them. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. In uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, when um, I forget her name, I think it's like one syllable, like Uzu, Uzu, I can't remember her name, but she's in Falcon and Winter Soldier and she pops up. Oh, yeah. Just boom and you're like oh. she like takes the way they like sh they like they bring out who she is through like colors and the background and the contrast and the music, music and the yeah. angles she's always angled up because she's like just you know this goddess in her own totally. right and she comes on camera and you're like shit yeah <laughs> so good and she kicks ass yes she's awesome oh man good stuff great yeah. Do you have any shout outs while we're before we wrap up? Uh, while we're shouting out, I got to shout out to I mean, we've talked about Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think I got a shout out to the team. Yeah. And and like especially, you know, Star-Lord who I think I think that's kind of how to use um how do what's his name? Chris uh um uh chris Ev uh, hang on so many chris evans chris so many chris's chris hemsworth chris pratt pratt there Ooh, we go yes. had to go through the alphabet oh, okay good job that was <laughs> yes chris pratt i think that's exactly how to use him i think after this movie he might be used a little incorrectly where he's just too cool you got to mm. use him as you know kind of dumb you know like he like he kind of yeah. makes mistakes you know he's not <laughs> He just doesn't quite have it all together. And that's really, he, it makes the best comedy out of him. He's so relatable. I don't really like when I watch, an, watch him in a movie and he's just trying to be so cool. I, I'd rather him be like Star-Lord. Um, yeah. Just leading, leading off that movie with like, he's like, I'm Star-Lord. And the first person to see him is like, who? Who's that? And he's yeah. like, come on, yeah. I'm, come on, I'm Star-Lord. Everybody knows Star-Lord. <laughs> that's the um, running gag. I love that running yes, gag. It's but so that, good. that whole team, like the whole team is so funny. They work together so well. They're each such a different character. Um, mm. Like you already mentioned, Gamora. Shout out to Gamora. Um, yeah. So good. So badass. So cool. Um, you know, Drax, Rocket, Groot. Love the team. I'm going to shout out to the team. Yeah, man. That's They're a whole unit. They're a yeah. part of a machine. They get stuff done. Drax's one-liners kill me, though. I oh, yeah. love him. Drax so Nothing funny. goes over my head. I so funny. <laughs> <laughs> my reflexes are so fast, I would catch it. <laughs> Nothing catch goes it. over my head. So good. <laughs> so funny. I love found families. Um, yes. And that's, that's kind of what that movie is. Uh, it just gets me every time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dang, I'm I'm looking at my li- oh, We didn't bring up uh, one person, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe we didn't bring them up. We haven't said them once. Dr. Strange. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Dr. Strange is cool. Dr. Strange's cape is very cool. Yeah, <laughs> Love like a magic cape. carpet, like Aladdin's magic carpet where it has totally. a mind of its own. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. It's so funny, like so much humor out of that cape. Um, yeah, Dr. Strange. I like Dr. Strange as part of the... Uh, like, I, I like him as part of Endgame a lot. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next Doctor Strange movie because Wanda's supposed to be in it. So <gasps> that would be very cool. That would be so cool. Yeah. Whoa. Magic Whoa. and magic. Holy. A witch and a wizard, basically. Yes, <gasps> yes, yes. Dude, you just blew my mind. I'm so stoked for that. I oh know. My God. So I'm really pumped. I'm really pumped about that. I... I, I, I think that'll be a great movie. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I love Doctor Strange's journey from yeah. cocky, rich uh, surgeon, brain surgeon to humbled uh, healer of, or helper of time and things. But still his witty, sarcastic self where he's just too smart for his own good kind of yeah. a thing. Yeah, I love those characters because they're hilarious. They're just like totally. Like, you know, other characters will say something and they'll say something and be like, yeah, you're you're dumb because it's that. And then as an audience member, you're like, oh, my God, they're dumb. But would I have thought of that or said that, too? Oh, my God. Totally. You know, <laughs> silly stuff like that. But, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I like that uh, they set him up as such a, like, perfectionist at the beginning because I think this yeah. sorcery is supposed to be something that you have to work at, like something you have to learn and then, like, practice it doesn't just come naturally. So it makes sense to me that he would become the best because he's so yeah. he'd get so obsessed with it and just work and work and work at it. So like it must have something to do with maybe some sort of talent as well. But I, I think in the movie it sort of presents it as he's just such a hard worker and he just keeps reading things and he's always learning. And I like that a lot. It was a it was a earned superpower. Yeah. He wasn't given that superpower. And even For sure. I feel like that is has more heart in it because you want to be there rather than you're trying to deal with like what you have like thor he can't he was born with it you know yeah but dr strange had to work at it so gosh dean we covered some ground my friend i think we did it i think we did it i think we did it i i had all the faith in us and I, I knew we would we would really have some good conversations and get deep because I feel like we are just those kind of people where we see the story um, and we love it for what it is. And uh, I'm just I'm proud of us. We Me did too. a lot just now. <laughs> Me too. I think we did a great job. I think we got through so much material. Uh, There's so many movies to talk about, so many movies that we love, um, so many characters that we love. And I think we we got to highlight the ones that uh, we feel really strongly about. Yeah, good stuff, man. Well, Dean, where can we find you out there in cyberspace so we can follow your adventures? Uh, you don't have to follow my adventures, but my adventures happen at uh, a podcast with my brother called Talking Back. Um, if you want to find us on Instagram or Facebook, it's Talk Back Pod. And uh, our episodes come out... Every Monday, we talk about movies, comics, video games, and more. So check us out if you're interested in any of those things. Yes, I love y'all's show. It's just so, you guys are just so chill. You're like, we're going to talk about Star Trek today. We're going to talk about Back to the Future today. And you guys are just so awesome and honest. And I love your thing where 
Tim always reminds you, like, we're not going to talk about the bad. We're going to talk about the good. Like, yeah, that's yes. kind of what we're about. I don't know if you've uh, picked it up after this show, but we don't love talking about the bad of things. I think that even bad movies have good parts to them. A lot of people put in a lot of work into those movies. So I think there's, yeah. you know, there's something to love in every movie. Uh, so even if uh, the movie we watched wasn't the greatest thing or it wasn't as good as we remembered it was, we try to highlight the good things about it. Yes, yes. Check them out, guys. Seriously, check them out. Give them a listen. Those Thank good guys you. are up over there, up there in Canada. Yeah, the North. <laughs> the North. Um, all right, everyone. Well, that is today's episode of the Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. Uh, hey, uh, we're back, baby. We're back. Uh, I am going to probably hop into Black Widow next month. So uh, stay tuned for that. It'll also be the last Wednesday of the month. We'll, we'll go with that. Let's roll. Let's just roll one at a time. See how we do. As long as we're having fun along the way, that's all that matters. So thank you all for tuning in. If you'd like to follow OCD's adventures, you can go to at OCD podcast on Instagram. I did have a Twitter and a Facebook, but it's just too much. I'm going to be on Instagram. <laughs> and if you want to follow my own adventures, I'm a big nerd and I do a lot of nerdy things. You can follow Follow me at Lady Mary Tess on Instagram as well. All right, everyone. Thank you so much again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Say bye, Dean. Bye. That was so good. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.